Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Juice in the Morning. Actually, not back to the Juice in the Morning podcast. Welcome to the Juice in the Morning and BJ Robbins Project Podcast crossover event. This is the first time we've been back in the studio since the new year. It's a new year, new me. How are you feeling over there, BJ? Good. It's a beautiful Sunday in uh, southern central Indiana. Yeah, it's actually... it's. I guess it's cold, but it's at least sunny and nice outside. Yeah, I mean it's weird. We went from sixty to thirty a few weeks ago. That was un- we went from snow to almost wearing t-shirt and shorts. Yep. On. Oh, I remember Wednesday of this week, I was outside fixing brakes on my car. Yeah, so, and now it's it got a little bit colder today. Yeah, and you know I'm super pumped to be in here. Um, Johnny was not able to be with us. <clears throat> he and I are. Uh, trying to figure out scheduling there's going to be maybe some changes coming to the juice in the morning podcast based on how often uh we record so just kind of keep an eye out for that but this is going to be a little bit more of a topical episode you know in the future things might change a little bit but uh to go off of that you know I've had a lot of stuff going on since we've been on the break because um, you guys listening to the podcast probably, you know, there wasn't really a break. We always released an episode on Mondays, um, but this is something that's going to be a, uh, a different episode, kind of catching up. So, you know, I've been gone for a few weeks uh, just yesterday. And the day before that, uh, I got to do my first guest spot at a uh, open or not open mic at a comedy club. Uh, and uh, how was that? It was good. It was Gutty's Comedy Club here in uh, Greenwood, Indiana. If anybody uh, is interested in seeing some great stand-up comedians, um, it's a very inexpensive place to go. A lot of people I know um, are not super pumped about it when they hear that it is a dry comedy club when it comes to like beer and alcohol. Um, but what I would like to say is, is just give it a shot, give it a try. If you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to go back, but at least give it a shot. Give it a try. There are a couple of uh, local business owners, Dennis Tooley and Steve Rivera that are really putting it out there. And, uh, it's a good time. I mean, we had a great crowd Saturday and Friday, <clears throat> For a lot of you listening that might have kids or, you know, a family oriented type event, you know, bringing them out there, you're not going to offend anybody uh, too bad. If that if that makes sense, makes a lot of sense. I mean, because you want to be able to sh- um, you want to have variety. It's kind of like listening to music or movies, any form of entertainment, um, you know, and, and think about it, though, if, if being younger and let's say you're six or eight years old and seeing someone up on stage tell jokes and you're like, wow, right. you get exposed to it early. Well, and the good thing is um, I want to say that the headliners that they get there, it doesn't matter that they're clean. And that they're family friendly. They're funny. So that's going to be entertaining to you regardless. Like, even if you're taking your friends and your family and kids, you're still going to have a good time because the comedians are funny. And from my experience so far in comedy, being clean is a lot more difficult. So, you know, I'm not going to say that these guys are the best comedians in the world that are coming to this club, but they're very good and they're very entertaining and they know how to uh, put on a good show. So I had a good time. It was a blast. This 
month of January is going to be probably the busiest month I've ever had when it comes to comedy, uh, live entertainment in general, because I have these two shows and then I'm going to go up to Kettle Top on Wednesday. Um, Hannah, is it's Rushline, correct? I think it's Rushline. How you say her name? Rothenstein. <laughs> I want to get it correct because I want to give her a nice I, Jewish uh, last name. I know, I know you guys on the movie review. You need a producer to help you guys with the pronunciation of names. And the worst part is, and I agree with you. <laughs> and we're not going to get too much off topic, but like I'll read articles and then I'm like trying to like, man, I don't want to bore them by reading it. And then like I'll skip words because I'm like my brain's going a million miles an hour. My mouth can't keep up because if I'm not like trying to read something off of a like oh, yeah. email that I that I sent to myself and then I'm fine but if I'm like today in a Marvel universe is decided to da, 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 I'm like oh yeah starring Larry I liked the the Camille Nanjiani it's like it took you guys a minute to get that guy yeah. the Indian guy that's like yeah. shredded now yeah I'm just like <laughs> and, and it's funny because there's so many people with, that's why like characters name like oh yeah Jim from the office and then we, we had to say, I was like Arby, how do you say his last yeah, name John Krasinski yeah <laughs> we're not friends I know. and so exactly like we do a podcast i'm like yeah but i'm not like on entertainment tonight interviewing if i interviewed him yeah i'm gonna know everything about it yeah so. it, no it's it's one of those things that i like though i enjoy it um when i'm listening to your guys's podcast is one thing that i enjoy from the movie review but no um so going up there wednesday kettle top will kettle top like i said i've always praised kettle top so have you yep i'm gonna kyle practice Buck. Ho- hosting again uh, hopefully uh, you listen to kyle you look marvelous my man yeah he's actually dude uh he got some headshots done on I, uh, saw I saw fa- saw him on Facebook. He didn't get him done for Facebook, but I saw him and he looks almost like a completely different person to me from the first time I met him. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. He kind of looks like a, uh, a handsome guy and I, not that he wasn't handsome before, but the, uh, the weight loss is really treating him well. I still have the best headshot of all time. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. So <laughs> I have two of them. I have one, like for, I'm going to send him if I ever interview for a job, yeah. the one in the suit and be like, Oh, this guy's, <laughs> and then it's like, you're just going to fake him. It's, out. Like, it's like first day of work. And then the other picture is like three years. <laughs> Yeah, actually, like uh, it's like my presidential, like I voted president, and then like you see me at four years in office. That's what yeah. you look like. So. <laughs> the transition of all yeah. the stress and all of that stuff. So that should mean Calvin and Devon should be up there also then yeah. on Wednesday. Which, which um, I hope they're there. I plan on doing my. I might. I have a store in Anderson. I might do my visit on Wednesday mm-hmm. to Anderson. That'd be awesome. Um, I'm supposed to be. I think I'm supposed to be off the day. Either way, I can go up and visit the store and then just hang out afterwards. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Have it decide whether I'll go up here and, and tell some fun jokes or not. I haven't, I haven't decided. Um, I saw you tweeted a joke and made me laugh really yeah. hard. So. Well, that that joke, is it the uh, the dad joke? The, 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 yeah. Well, you helped me write that. I know. You remember that? And I told that I told I, that yeah. at Gutty's over this weekend and I did it did really well. But the I f- was more proud of you using something that I did than me using it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Because I was told by somebody um I think it was Foxworthy and Bottoms Up. Oh, yeah. Um, fuck. Why well, I'm blanking right at this moment. Uh, Very attractive man. Yeah. The... Uh, but he said, you know, Springer, Josh Springer. Yeah. He God, said, why did he, I he said, that? like, if you're going to write, you still need to go up. And mm-hmm. then I was like, all right. So no, it was good. And uh, th- what's really funny is I told that joke Friday. 
not too much laughter more like oh <laughs> and then, but then i told it saturday and it worked a lot better yeah um and it's also because i f- i figured out the timing of how it felt to say it and um it went it worked a lot better and i showed my wife and i was like look at this tweet and i sound so i sound so stupid saying it now but like <laughs> look at this tweet she's like yeah i was like hey i helped her write that and she's like oh that's awesome and i was like like, <laughs> like well i told somebody or no I, I read somewhere um somebody saying something like uh trying their jokes out on social media and so i think i'm gonna start trying to do that a little bit because they said that you can it's kind of similar to open mic where you can kind of get a, a feel for the reaction to what you're saying. So I think I'm going to do that a little bit more on Twitter just to see if I can, I can uh, get a little bit of uh, momentum going on something. Um, but yeah, so we've got that on Wednesday and then Saturday, January 11th, rain tree in. Um, I'm kind of like nervous about that show because there's a lot of uh, it's, it's kind of East of Indianapolis kind of cl- not close per se to where I grew up, but close enough that a lot of high school and college friends might be coming out that I haven't seen in nine, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, because we have Brody Miller. Yep. We have uh, obviously Devon Shoemaker, Calvin Turner, Turner yep. yourself. Yep. Griffin Shira. Griffin Shira, who's from my hometown. I yep. say it every time. Um, a little weird kid. Yeah, he's but he's funny. No, that's why I love about yeah, him. He's good. Like, like every time I'm around him, he's so weird and I was like, dude, you're like, it makes me feel like uh, it reminds me of myself. I'm like, you're from that small town yeah. and you move to like a, somewhat of a city and you're like, he, like you, everybody's like, where are you from? like Seymour is like Seymour what and you're like oh come on (laughs) Um, or somebody tries to like give you a joke about Seymour Indiana and you've probably already told it or um, thought of it yourself for years yeah yeah, and it's kind of like being named BJ and then someone's like hey by the way but it is 2020 bitches we are back Uh, the Smugcast had a a Christmas episode that I also liked quite a bit. No, yeah, and that was a lot of fun. It was me. Um, it was awesome to hear. This is his. This is this is who he's related to. Oh Rip. shit! That's Rip Rogers when he was Jack, dude. That guy was a Jack, dude. Yeah. And then, oh my god. And he's trained some of the. He's trained some of the. And I have that shirt too. I might wear that on Saturday. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. He wanted. He. Um, he definitely doesn't look like that now, but I guess that's what time and age but, does. To well, that's what he looks like now yeah right yeah. there he's probably still a strong dude i but. worked i worked for him when he worked for ohio valley wrestling that's he would hire me uh, dan garza who did our smut cast a long yeah. time ago and hire me and i would do their music yeah that's and, awesome and um he won and he hit me up on facebook it's like you should have one of your hometown guys on your show mm. so i texted him and he's like yeah i just do phone interviews and i was like that's just difficult to do we could still do it i'm It'd like be, we're in the same yeah, town bro exactly it's not that far away Cause, um because rip actually works out on pills and pike and i'm like dude that's only like 25 minutes from where we're recording right. so um well we also are gonna eventually have dennis tooley and steve rivera from gutties in here yeah it's just all about scheduling because they're like five minutes down the road yeah and then and that's and i mean a lot of it's funny how when we first also first started doing podcasts and then like we grew smutcast grew when i started doing open mics 
and then we started getting local comics on and then people like oh wow like i know i've seen that person so branching out definitely branching out of that's definitely going to help a lot especially with hosting and then doing the show mm-hmm. in newcastle and then it's good to see calvin and then devon and everything and and because i know you guys have been doing a lot of roast battles yeah roast <clears throat> we will get into that in the in a minute because i have it on my notes what i wanted to really speak on though with the smugcast uh, episode that you guys did for christmas was it was really uh refreshing to hear you I feel like excited, like the energy that you had for that episode, which I'm not saying that you don't have that kind of energy with, with the movie review and the BJ Robbins project. It's just a different kind of energy. It goes from, um, like playing a character. So you take yourself and and we've always said many times you you turn yourself up to 10. Yeah. I mean, right away we're dogging on you and, um, Dustin. Yeah. And I'm just saying like, if AP ever wants to do anything, (laughs) just come at me. I've got a lot more confidence than I did when I first did the smug cast with you. And then here's the funny part is I'm, I'm such a weird visual person. So if you say something to me, like I I imagine in my head and I just imagine like minivans at a school beating each other with like the, (laughs) the fanny packs. I'm just like, dude, that'd be a funny video. <laughs> like people holding you back like a promo video. And I also know, I mean, if Dustin's listening to this, I'm just going to destroy him. I've got at least two or three pages written right now. And I don't really feel like I have to do anything except for practice it and edit it a little bit. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to get up on stage and take him out. Now I think he's going to, and I feel like the experience getting on stage is going to help me a lot over him. But then I also realize that he is a principal of a school. So he is probably in front of, people a lot and he speaks in front of people a lot so he probably feels comfortable doing that he's the type of person that would get you in a dark room and do weird things (laughs) you're like you're like um mr robbins to the principal's office please like oh no no (laughs) terrified to go there (laughs) but no i like i said um having you ap and mondo was just was just fun it was fun to listen to and i appreciate you guys doing it i i look forward to you guys getting together um it'll be next one will be in march when i turn 40 yeah that'll be awesome so um we'll probably do like we'll do that we'll probably do one a quarter yeah um because i know ap's doing the real estate videos and then um he's still like we were we were working on things yesterday and then he told me today like i want to get more in the video a little bit more i'm gonna we got to get back to my goal here by the end of march is to have all the videos back up in here so every yeah. episode we do we can have it on video because i talk pe- with the crowd that kind of thing well people missed it a little bit too yeah. i mean they miss interacting with the show because and that's another way and here's a tidbit if you want to grow your podcast is put it live and and then you interact with the people that are coming in. I mean, cause think about it. Like if you're watching, um, one of your favorite shows or something you like listen to and you can interact with the people who do it. And like, um, then I think that helps out a lot more. Like, I mean, <clears throat> with, uh, Bob and Tom back when I was like a huge Bob and Tom fan when I was a kid. Yeah. I kind of, well, and I even listened to him when I was like in my mid twenties when I was working at BioLife because there would be consistent like weeks in a row where I would be going in at 5 AM and I had like a 45 minute drive and I wasn't really listening to podcasts as much then. Then it was just literally, I listened to the Adam Curl a show in like fantasy football podcast but mine was uh i, I couldn't get past mr obvious man i loved me mr. Too. i mean that was my favorite stuff right there the animal in the uh, garbage disposal my favorite my mine was the dishwasher yeah you mean miguel's dead 
<laughs> I don't remember that one. What's so basically the, the he called <laughs> he called about his dishwasher, and then he goes through the whole thing. Yeah. Chick McGee. I mean that was. I mean, and then I really loved the. Uh, I loved the. Uh, guy and his wife like the contractor mm-hmm. and like walking in on his wife or whatever and he said he forgot his plumb bob or whatever yeah. he was he's mis, misplaced his measuring tape or something and then the other one was uh he, he the lights were out and he's trying to find a flashlight and he finds her dildo and he's like well you know she's very helpful she always goes out of town and she's helping pull a train yeah so and then obviously with jess hookers on there fills in for christy lee i tried to listen to that when she's on yeah obviously but but when you were talking about the interaction, I used to uh, tweet them a lot or like message them via like face whatever they were using for their interaction with their crowd. And they read something that I had said on there like forever ago. And like when I was listening, that like gave me that like, oh, they, they said what I was like talking about. That's awesome. Like that's that's why crowds like that and that's why uh fans or networks or communities of people that follow your show they do like that yeah and that's what social media is supposed to be used for um so i mean even like uh, and i was thinking about this earlier just like last night the patriots lost right and 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 i'm not a colts fan so i i I didn't feel the pain of all the patriots losing but just the curse words used towards the patriots and tom brady and i'm like holy cow are you that invested yeah are you that bitter because that's what's really funny is you could year from now have him on our team yeah and it's so and i heard those rumors i don't too. think it's gonna happen no but no but what i was it's a possibility what i was thinking was is are you that you're not even that invested in your life people's lives are extremely miserable because they are obsessed with a team that's not even the team that they're into no people people are upset about things that are out of their control right um, i've been trying to live by control what you can control you can't control the weather yep. you, you can't control I mean, you can kind of control your lifestyle a little bit. I mean, if you get sick, you get sick. You right. need to go, like, you know, the certain things. But, like, you can't control. If your car breaks down or someone hits it, you know, control what you can control. But people get upset about so many things they can't control. Yeah, especially especially in the sports world. But, I mean, uh, my one of my football coaches, that was his, like, big mantra that he lived by for the – for the high school football team was control what you can control. So what can we control? We can control how hard we train, how hard we, you know, practice, how hard we study, that kind of thing. So it's an interesting thing that people really get that focused on it. Um, You know, the, the Patriots didn't really ruin my life personally. Me neither. And the other thing that I noticed on social media was, is this is, um, transition topical. Yeah. Um, is like how people are fired up for the war. Yeah. I've got that in my notes. World war three memes. Like, but like I was going through and reading some, um, I was going through not the me, me. I saw the memes. I also was reading like just the absolute hate, um, that people, (laughs) people have for like even blaming like, past um past presidents or whatever yeah. and it just it just makes me laugh um because um there's some of these that are i uh, just think it's hilarious how not serious people are taking it oh here's here's back to the patriots thing Th- these are some from facebook where's all those patriots fans oh probably crying like brady now lol patriots fans must must have had too much air in it lmao bye bye patriots made my night 
I was just like, um, and then get into the World War Three yeah. meme. One of them says, "Dear Iran, I'm not Obama." <laughs> I was like, okay, and um, and then another one says, "And all those idiots want Trump out. He's taking care of damn business. Blow them off the damn planet." Boom, Mike. So we're we want people to die. <laughs> Like I'm not saying, um, but it's back to like the internet. Like people are are keyboard warriors. They wanna they wanna say how they feel, but they really don't feel that way. And then if the, they had to, if if they were the ones having to press that button and eliminate people, they would not do it. Yeah, it it, it is um, it is it is insane. It is insane. Like some of the things that like just people are are posting for like world war three and i'm just like or I, this not world War three but obviously that's a trending yeah that's the trending hashtag as soon as that all happened well an asian sensation would have put fuck the patriots fuck brady and he tagged someone in it, and i'm like jesus um but that's always funny to mess with the people that are fans yeah that that is funny but i was just like i was like man there sounds like there's a lot of hatred behind that <laughs> I, was like, okay, um, I was like but okay. in in anybody like because i'm not a patriots fan i have respect for all the stuff that they've accomplished over the years but it was not i will not say that i was not almost giddy that the last pass that tom brady threw potentially for the new england patriots was a pick six i was pretty happy about that i was excited because I was like, oh, man, the years of greatness, but time and uh, age get us all. Yeah, I mean, it happens to the best of us. Because um, that whole game, like, even though there was, I think, 15 seconds left in the game, they're on the one-yard line, you're still thinking, this. there's still a chance for them. They just have to get about 50 yards, 60 yards, 70 yards, something like that, and then they can kick a field goal. And you're like... It's almost uh, <clears throat> in your brain, you know that this there's no way that this would happen. No. But you're also thinking in the back of your head, we've seen the Patriots do crazier things in the past. So I think I think the the amount of hate and all the crazy stuff that you're seeing on social media is that final release of this might be finally over. That we have to see this all the time. <laughs> for people that are not fans of the New England Patriots. That might be why we're seeing it. Another thing that I wanted to throw out there was the algorithm of social media and the algorithm of like uh, Amazon, Netflix, all of that stuff. Do you think a lot of the stuff we're seeing is because we've tried to see it before? So, yeah. so you've clicked on stuff maybe that Facebook thinks you want to see all of these hate posts against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I just think it's easier to just post post hate or whatever and here we've come to a society now where it is we're, we will applaud like kill them all but yeah it's like oh you guys want insurance no like no like you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. like no one's standing up for like hey we all need to, to regulate the insurance company so you know how many people don't have insurance and how many people can't afford to go to the doctor won't go to the dentist and do all these things that normal people like we should have but it's like we raised the smoking age to 21 yeah like it's like all right what are we doing? What I mean, and then you could go to war at eighteen, but you can't have a heater. Come yeah, on. the smoking age is interesting. It's just a weird thing that it kind of just got 
I think thrown in there. Yeah, like I got last carded minute. the other day, and I'm like, what? Yeah, and it, you know, um, I was pissed. I was Speedway and them, like, hey, we just have to have your ID to make sure you're 21. No, and I get it, but the law is if anyone looks under the age of 30, 27, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 40. At some point in time, it becomes like, and I looked at her, I'm like, you didn't card me before. She's like, well, I have to now. So I go, okay, it's the, okay to break the law before, but now it's not. Right. And, I'm just, <laughs> and she goes, what? And I'm like, I'm just saying is you're doing your job and I respect it, but be consistent. Yeah. And I'm just interested to see how that works. Like, I mean, how... I mean, it is it is in law, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to stop kids from getting anything. It didn't stop kids for, under 18 from getting cigarettes. I knew many kids that I grew up with in high school and um, all that stuff. They got smokes before they were 18. I know pen, plenty of people that started when they were 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. No, I know. So what's 21 going to, I mean, it's just they're going to get it a different way. Yeah, it's just weird because you go through and, and and people are so quick to pull up memes. It's like, in order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. That was from um, yeah a long time ago. Trump tweeting that out. Oh, yeah. Now, and the funny part is another meme. No, honey, you have to finish your Afghanistan before you have any Iran. <laughs> that's but, a funny one. But that's a, like, I honestly want to say that the memes half of it is kind of funny to me. It's kind of funny to me that something major in the world can happen. And everybody's first thought is like, how can we make this funny? One of them is it has a picture of like the housewife. <laughs> yeah. and it's this guy speak to the manager of Iran. <laughs> But it's just, it, it is, it's, it's good. I, I actually like that, but also at the same time, it freaks me out that we're taking something so serious and it's not serious. Like they're not worried. We about haven't it. seen people this up in arms. Um, like, like people that are 18 to like 25 since like nine 11. And I remember cause they were like, well, they're going to make us go institute the draft. Cause I was 21 years old at yeah. that time. And, and, you know, a couple of my friends talked about it or whatever. And I was just like, I mean, it was like, now we're going to, and the funny part is, uh, TC Ian Palmer, he was, um, he posted a thing that, uh, they just found a bunch of new oil. Oh yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, what's up? Yep. 40, what? 40 billion barrels yeah. or 40 billion. And then Iraq's about to kick his out. Like, yeah, you need to go. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, and all our allies are like, Hey, <laughs> wait a second. You know? So I, I, I uh, I read something which, once again, you need to take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt. Nah. But I, but I read something that said something like, um, we have a president and there are advisors that put together these action plans and they put together, like, say, they give you three routes that you can go with this. And the the third route is always, like, the most wildly outrageous route to make the other two more plausible that you could like, Oh, I'm going to pick that one because it's clearly not the outrageous one, but it's, you know, kind of what the advisors want to do. And somebody posted and said, we have a president in the white house now that's going to definitely be possibility to choose that most outrageous route, which is what, you know, every they're, they're referencing the, the blown up of the guy. 
yeah and, and we made him a martyr and then people are like well he killed a bunch of people and i'm just like i'm, I'm not saying who should live and who should die that's not my job right. but but no and and to but we're quick to say we were quick to plod like people dying period if we don't like them yeah. at all they're like yeah kill them all and i'm like, I'm like i'm sure there's quite a few nice iranian people out there no and then we're put and then we're putting more and more troops in harm way and, mm-hmm. and they're like yeah but those they is what they signed up for like was it but then you know it's it's it is back to the social media culture and the time that we live in people are flip-flopping on stuff left and right because what was it when obama was in office all we preached about was getting our troops home then the same people that were you know preaching bring them home are under trump and like yeah go fight for freedom and fight for america but in the funny part is like we're gonna come over there we're gonna install democracy and they're like um that'll fail within you know a month after we leave yeah as of right now iran ends all commitments to the 2015 nuclear deal um breaking iran will this is two hours ago iran will not longer abide by any limits uh, of its 2015 nuclear deal per state tv comes three days after the killing of kwasam sohamahana <laughs> i did that for you um but yeah i mean the last thing we need to do is just yeah i think there's i have to look it up i think the u.s has been in some kind of conflict almost 90 85 90 percent of its existence right yeah. some kind of conflict something weird it's a it's a high level stat like that well i mean war is i mean we make a bunch of money off war yeah. for some reason well and it, it just stimulates it stimulates stuff that you know that i don't really know much about <clears throat> but uh i mean i remember being in eighth grade um seventh or eighth grade and his name was kleber um he's a basketball coach and i raised my hand and i said hey what if we ever have a world war three where would it be at and mm-hmm. yeah, i think i'm 39 so i was was that 12 11 yeah. 12 he said it would be in the middle east think well, about yeah. that that long and there was no really i mean we had the the first that place has been in that kind of conflict for what is it hundreds thousands of years yeah yeah it's because jesus walks <laughs> i'm sure we could get a great little uh diatribe by dead man if he was in here right now about all of that going on with the uh the religion aspect of it yeah um iraqi parliament votes to end u.s troops presence in the country that was four hours ago yeah gee many christmas really well, i don't know i just i've hope for the best for anybody that's going over there from the united states um i hope everything just kind of goes the way it should go but at the same time i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna get drafted to go over and do anything and it's like a wise man once said when they invade johnson county we'll be good <laughs> there you go who uh, said that um so i worked with two vietnam vets um and Seymour Decker mm-hmm. brothers and they were both in Vietnam and John would tell us hilarious stories about being in Vietnam yeah well I know. and then he said and then his older brother Tim who owned the business a very successful businessman graduated from Kelly School of Business mm-hmm. and then went to Thunderbird like all, like pretty intelligent guy and he's like yeah if they ever invade Jackson County then I'll worry about it until then he's like it is what it is yeah I just hope for the best for everybody and I I don't I can't tell the future so I don't really have a whole lot to say on it other than you know good luck to us and good luck to the I want to find a fallout shelter though somewhere man I've wanted to build one of those since I don't even know I, I 
I just thought of it as being a cool thing, but it might actually come in handy. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I noticed a lot and that's rolled over to 2020, obviously that's a hot topic with Iran. And the other thing that's rolled over in 2020 is still the gun debate is even hotter than ever yeah. because of the Texas shooting where the guy, Oh yeah. The, the guy that took down the shooter. Yeah. And the guy that took out the shooter, I guess he owns a gun range mm-hmm. and he's trained. He's or trained. He's a very, right. clearly he's a good shot. Thank, he got him in the head. One shot. Thank God he was there. Obviously. Jesus. Uh, and, uh, well, here's my only question is, is there's, there's, uh, people always say, uh, um, and there was a case uh, up in Detroit where someone robbed the place and the clerk shot back at him and, you know, and someone was saying, posting those stories and they're like, well, that's why everybody should be armed. You know, it's our God-given right constitution. And then I said to someone, I was like, hey, if you believe in God, then don't you need to believe it's if it's your time, it's your time. Right. So if you have a gun or not, does it matter? Plus, do you want Larry in the church to pull out his gun and start shooting? Rant? My worst case scenario was if that guy pulled out, if someone pulled out their gun, they start firing, they kill like 17 innocent people. We got him, though. I'm like, oh, great. So this must be the strategy. I mean, of, that's the UPS thing. The UPS van that like got supposedly taken over by yeah. thieves and the cops shot like 300 rounds into the UP. I don't know. I'm making all this up, but I remember the story and they killed like a bunch of innocent people, but yeah. they got the, they got yeah. the robbers that were taking maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of TVs and it reminds, me, it reminds me of a married with children episode where Al's trying to kill the rabbit in his garden and he has up blown up his house. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get that one thing, but I'm going to destroy everything <laughs> in the present. <clears throat> but no, that what well, we had kind of like to switch off of the the uh, the political stuff. Um, you guys do the movie review podcast. Um, yes. And I, in this break that we've had, have watched a lot of movies and television. I went and saw The Rise of Skywalker on Christmas Eve or yeah, Christmas Eve. I watched it Christmas Day. Yep, it was uh, it was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed it. I did too. I really did. I uh, went in like a nine year old kid. You saying that on your movie review podcast? I liked it because that's exactly what I felt like. I was like, I'm going to go in with zero preconceived notions, even though some bitch ruined a part of it for me. Like not a lot because I can see spoilers and I can hear spoilers and I can still go in and enjoy something, but I'm still very, very angry that somebody that I don't know on social media, this was... I would say close to verbatim her tweet or post on social media. I'm back on my bullshit bitches. I'm going to ruin star Wars for you. And like, I tried to stop reading, but like your mind's already moving through the post. And she said, um, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. That's awful. Like, and so I saw that and I immediately like tried to block it out of my mind, not think about it, not worry about it. Luckily, um, if you're listening to this, sorry if that's a spoiler, but I mean, you find out about it the first five minutes of the movie. So it's not like it's not like it really ruins the movie for you. No. And like I said, it doesn't ruin the movie for you. But there's and like we talked about on the show. If you read the Darth Vader comics, it actually says that Palpatine actually created Anakin. Yeah. And it wasn't like he didn't have a father. Right. So that's one of the theories when he goes back through it, which would make sense because Anakin was torn the whole time between, because he was supposed to balance the force. Can I, can I give you my 
or not give you my, I'm going to give you like an idea or like a question that I had though at the end of it, because throughout the whole through line of all the movies, there always needs to be a balance in the force. Yeah. If she eliminated Palpatine and all that stuff, where's the balance? Like, she eliminated the basically the dark side. Yeah, that was the balance. So that's so it's mm-hmm. supposed to always just be good. But then if you think about it, there was even like a storyline throughout these Star Wars sagas that the Jedi became almost like uh, cocky and like too powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, where does that balance come from? I mean, are they going to explore that in the future movies? Well, I mean, she was the, as of right then and there, she was the last. And and that's what that's another thought that I had right afterwards was basically she is the balance because she's kind of the mix between the dark and the light. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, because she had a lot of dark and and then obviously one of the things I just read. Um, Disney made him put in that kiss of her and Kylo. That, and Kylo? That was his, yeah, he didn't have that in there. I didn't think that was weird. A lot of people, like, I've seen, uh, and it, even my, like, little brother and sister went and saw it with us. They were like, that was kind of weird that they did that. And I was like, I don't know if it was weird. It was kind of a very emotional moment. I thought it kind of, I thought it kind of worked. Yeah, it, but I mean... It, Mm. What did you think supposed about to be, it? Did it, you not like it? Yeah, it was like it, it, it served it. it br- I mean, because it was supposed to bring together. But the funny part is, you have he's the, obviously Ben is the this is the son of Leia yep, and, and, Han. and Han, right? And she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, right? So it's not like she is the other. Like, it was just. It's weird. not like Luke and Leia though, yeah. where they were like there was that un. Yeah. underground like ten- sexual tension between a brother and sister i rather had them and obviously in, in the last guy or the last jedi he had his shirt off and stuff like that but i almost thought it was like how you had darth vader trying to get luke to come to the dark side right so i thought it might be one of those where they'd actually i was hoping they would somehow be a more connection right. than besides just the force yeah um and then one thing that this is, I guess, somewhat political, since I said we were going to kind of steer away from that. Um, did you find it strange that they are panning through the celebration and it's almost like the panning stopped and focused on a lesbian kiss during the end of the, the movie? Well, I found that I found that off putting and not in a way that <clears throat> I care at all about homosexuality like i don't care that's cool do whatever you want to do doesn't affect me they kind of but it felt like it was forced and it felt like it was like you are panning across all this celebrating all this greatness and it's like you stopped on that and then you moved on and did it again like where nothing else was very focal and then they complained that the the trans the first the transgender in there did not get enough lines in the movie Really? Who was... I didn't notice that. Um, it is... Um, now you got me stuck here. <laughs> um, it's it's the Asian... She, she's Asian? That's with... Um, is it... Um, she's the one that kisses... Finn? Finn, yes. Okay. I, I didn't th- know I didn't know that she was transgender. I think that's, that is the case, and, and people are like... Um, like well what's why'd you cut all her lines out and i'm like come on right well and i just i i don't think it has to be 
a focal point. Like if you want to make it part of the art and part of the the film that we're seeing or something like that, cool, that's fine. But it, when you do it in a form that feels like you're forcing something upon us in a political stance, I'm not a fan of it. It's I mean, we we've talked about it on the podcast thousands of times. When you make something a big deal, I'm usually not a fan of it. Like if you're going out of your way to make something a big deal. I think it's Kelly Marie Tran is her name. Okay. I And I just looked it up. I, I might be wrong. Um, I just want to make sure because I don't like to, like to point stuff out. Uh, yeah, because they were upset that uh, just undercut Star Wars writer's excuse for reducing a role. Fine. Um, maybe she, oh, she's not. Maybe, where did I think she was transgender for? I don't know. <clears throat> but I just know that I didn't think that her character was super strong. Anyways. Well, and if you the and if you were on Twitter, you saw um, the stars of the show because their things are contracts are up. Yeah. Um, like Finn went on Twitter and was just being like saying what he wanted to say. It was pretty funny. Did he say anything like? Controversial, um, a little bit, yeah. Because I, I think um, he was finally had enough of all the fans, which I get. Yeah, but I mean, back to just talking about the film, the fans ruin everything with Star Wars. I will tell you that, like the people that are diehard Star Wars fans, no, typically no, ruin it. No, and I get it, and then I and they do. I mean, because th- 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 people can't grow up. Well, I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't John Boyga. John Boy- Boyega. 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 Yep. yep. Um, I, I could even be saying that wrong. That's just what I've heard before is the John Boyega. Um, but I, I can't see why people can't allow something to evolve and change. Yeah, he wrote um, Star Wars Romance, and he showed the – and then um, – he showed that uh, Ben and uh, I'm sorry, Kylo Ren and uh, them. Like he shows their Star Wars romance. He shows a picture of them where she stabs him and they fight and they're fighting and then they kiss at the end. He's like, I guess that's a Star Wars romance. <laughs> you know what else I'm I'm frustrated by? We were ne- we never got any resolution to what. Finn was going to say to Ray when they were sinking through the sand. Well, JJ, which I'm pretty sure it was, you know, going to be I love you kind no, of thing. No. What was it going to be? No, he was finally going to admit that he's he's part of the force. But that's I don't what feel JJ like at Abr- that moment I don't think that that's what he would be saying though. Yeah, but he was already in love with the train actors. Right, that's yeah. true. But, but he, it that he that he kind of hid cuz he was the only stormtrooper who was able to get out of the brainwashing, right? Except for the other yeah. one that he met, which I yeah. think they're going to make a spinoff TV show, I bet. Um, his contract's up. Not with him, but with okay. that woman that he talked to that said, you know, they went through that conversation like it almost it was a feeling that you could get, like mm. that you guys all just decided to, you know, change your, you know, ways. Yes, and get out. Her, she highly. I yeah. think that would be cool. So he, I think he was that he was, he, he, he was a part of the force. Yeah. And then I think that, or that he could at least feel it and sense it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Or, or he sensed their death or sensed yeah. something or whatever. But I just, the Chewbacca death scene was cheesy to me. They should have, they should have let it go. Well, yeah. I'm not, I, I hate to say that because he's one of our beloved 
huge characters, but they should have let him just like I knew when that happened. I was not even stressed because I I literally looked at Jen when that uh, ship exploded. I was like, there was two ships when they were like dropping off the troops. I was like, there's yep. two ships. He's on the other one. Lo and behold, what five minutes, ten minutes later, you see Chewie in like handcuffs. Yep. So I was like, I, I kind of just was, I was disappointed in that. I think you have to be able to lose characters to make something, yeah. make something a little bit more meaningful. But I was a huge, but we're, we're saying a lot of these negative things overall, huge fan of it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing negative about it. I, mean, I had a good time. Yeah, Billy, I can't wait for it to come out and I can watch it again. Yeah. Billy D Williams, which is great. Yes. Oh my gosh. And to kind of like keep in the same uh, realm, did you finish the Mandalorian? Uh, no, but like he actually says in a tweet, no, Finn wasn't going to say I love you before sinking. He actually went to his Twitter. Well, said that? Yep. Well, that's good. At least that's good. He was going to say I'm sinking and he put exactly so he, play, he played <laughs> off a little bit. No, I've not watched the Mandalorian yet. Um, but you've seen a couple of episodes, right? No, I just, I've seen the synopsis of it. Everything like that you got to watch it. It's good. Yeah. I just, there's a couple of episodes that kind of drag, but, but I've been, overall. I've been watching a different series. Uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Somebody told me about it last my night. Wa- my wife watches it. Watch it yet. So, um, I had went to bed early or not really early. I was laying in bed, passed out and I woke up and I was like, what is this? And I was like, wow, this is really good. Mm. So um, I started watching it and then like, it's a, oh, man, it has, it has, plus it was a, plus it has a killer cast in it. I mean, it has Tony Shalhoub. I like Tony Shalhoub. Uh, Monk. Monk. Uh, Kevin Pollack, who's, is actually a comedian, but he does great impressions. Kevin Pollack. I think I've seen him. He was I in, wouldn't know him if the I whole, saw his face. Yeah, you remember the whole nine yards? Mm-hmm. He was in that one. And then he was also in, oh, Tom Cruise movie. Um, wow. <laughs> um, with Jack Nicholson and the, the, the one, the You Want the Truth movie. Oh, a uh, few good men. Yeah, he was the other lawyer. That's so Kevin Pollack. What I want to do with you and RB too is I want to go when you guys do a movie podcast sometime. I want to jump on and I want you guys to come up with a list of movies that you don't think I've seen, so that I can take that list with me and watch them. Because I think there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. It also has Alex Bornstein in it, who does obviously who's from Family Guy, The Voice. Oh, who's he? The Voice. Uh, he's probably multiple people from that's, Family Guy, isn't he? That's a she. Oh, oops. Is uh, it Lois? Yeah, she's a voice artist, comedian, writer, producer. She's known for voice in Lois Griffith on the animated oh. comic series Family Guy, for which she received a primetime Emmy award for multiple okay n- nominations. But yeah, who's who's the uh, lead actress though? I know she's like. Um, the lead actress is um, Rachel uh, B R O S N A H A N Brosanahan. Brosanahan. <laughs> I have no idea. That one I can't even help you with. Because um, she actually shows her boobs in the first episode for people who really need a reason to watch it. <laughs> Are they good boobs? Uh, she's 29 years old. So they're all right. Yeah. No, my mom said that uh, she just really. My mom enjoyed it. Um, it's something I should check out, though, because if it. I mean, that's I'm kind of diving into the world of stand-up, so... And she is funny. Yeah. Like, is she... So, that's what I... Like, my mom was saying that yesterday. Do you... Do you feel great about it? Because you know that 
there's writers probably writing that for her, or do you think she's also in the involved in the writing process? Oh, I don't know, but her. Or, or do you think it's just her, the delivery? Is her great. delivery, her timing, and then and then there's like one episode where she's just starting out and she's going to. Um, she gets a paying gig, yeah, and, and they keep bumping her and bumping her and bumping her. Um, the spotlight guy went home, and she just rips through all those male comedians, yeah. And then the club owner just gets in her shit, like you can't do this. These guys come here draw money, and mm-hmm. and so it, it was just well. And also, it was mentioned to me that the back in that day in that era, you could get arrested for saying certain things. Is that? I mean, I, I'm assuming that's true. <clears throat> if you're coming in and saying something that shouldn't be said on stage, yeah. And then during, well, she there's some you got to remember during the it's set back during like the Lenny Bruce time yeah. when he's first starting out. Like women are not supposed to talk a certain way. You can get and like you can get a ticket and go to jail for talking a yeah. certain way. That's that's how it was. It's interesting. And you you want to know something that I really really thoroughly enjoy about stand-up comedy what's that is that it is the art form that the united states is like the people that brought it to the forefront like that brought it into existence if that makes sense because you know you've got all types of music everything that exists in the world a lot of the stuff in the united states came from other countries yep we took it as our own we made it you know different whatever but it's still the the origin of it is other countries stand-up comedy's origin is the united states and one thing i think is kind of cool and one thing about it is when it's starting out a lot of it was like a lot obviously a lot of male comedians and during the series it talks about like oh do you what do you do seeing ma'am you're real pretty do you sing do you do this Mm -hmm. and do you do that and like there was a lot of them doing comedy comedy and like you see a lot of the comedies are just almost like one-liners like Rodney Dangerfield mm-hmm. talking about like my wife this and my wife that. So, and there's like certain places where you go and use certain language and then it's amazing because everybody used to have to work clean and then yep. like someone like Lenny Bruce who um, was an amazing comedian because a lot of people took from Lenny Bruce and, but it was some of some, you forgot how cheesy the comedy was. Oh yeah. And then now like I, I just listened to the podcast with Whitney Cummings and Bill Burr. She has yep. a show and it's pretty funny. And then, and he was talking, he was talking about that and he was talking about how um, he started his own production company to help do specials for comedians because of how they would get ripped off. Right. Cause they would find out what their budget is. Like, and they were offering people, well, let me know what their budget is. I'll give you five grand to know what it is. Right. And I just couldn't believe it. And then a lot of, and a lot of comedians, we were talking about something earlier and I was like, man, if you don't, all you, if you don't know how the clubs work and how promoters work, like he was talking about the money that was taken from him. And Which I know. don't at all. And like, that's what <clears throat> I'm kind of, tr- I'm trying to like in my own personal life, try to take the, approach that I've heard Adam Carolla talk about on his podcast which is work for free until you know that you deserve payment well and then I know like when I went to go see Ben Plitsky um, at um, Jokers yep um, like he like you would Venmo him 
like you would send the money to like you would send the money to him and he would yeah. have the tickets for you right and so they would he'd be like all right well i sold x amount of tickets so, so it's I, kind of like selling the personality as opposed to tickets to the club well yeah it's because it's like all right and then when i was going to do that show in seymour they said hey we're going to give you your own code people will buy from that code that way we know how many people you brought yeah so it was like hey we went to seymour he brought in 75 people right and we had 100 there so 75 percent of the house, of the, yeah. house came from him yep. and you know because i don't know because some places will pay you up front and some people be like hey you'll get 10 percent of the house or if it, whatever it is it all depends on what the house right. is or whatever and that's what um you know a lot of bands deal with that too anybody and, listening to this this is nothing set in stone but this is what i wanted to talk with you about off the air about you know producing some stuff for for us and the the group and the network we know of comedians as well was the the navigating some of that stuff because I, I don't know how to navigate any of that. And the only person I know, obviously, is is Ryan Powell, who's in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think he's been involved in that too. Like, hey, we'll come play there, or do they give you a flat rate, or do they mm-hmm. give you a percentage of the house? And you know, and some people like you know think about it. Like when we first threw, started doing podcasting or started doing other things, like yeah, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Right. That's because that's the way I am. Like I want to help. I want to be a part of everything so that I can kind of see how everything works. Like I'm not asking for money. I'm not like, for example, Gutty's the guest spot that they asked me to do. They just said it was like on Wednesday. I was at work and I got a Facebook message mm-hmm. and said, Hey, do you want to do a couple of guest spots Friday and Saturday? <clears throat> and I said, yeah. And apparently some someone else that i talked to um we are we did mention the roast battle the roast battle is coming up january 30th um i am pretty good friends with brad Riggler. i asked brad like so how do you navigate like uh when people start to pay you and he was like you don't really have to navigate it he's like people will tell you when they ask you if they're going to pay you so i've just kind of i've started going off on the aspect now at the moment i this might change as i learn more and different things but at the moment if somebody doesn't say they're going to pay me when they first ask me to do something i'm not even going to ask i'm just going to do it if i have the time and the um the availability to do it well and that's when a lot more people start doing things on their own mm. and they're like okay so let's see if i can get people to show up here and and come listen to us what we're doing or playing a band or carry whatever you're doing yeah. and then instead of having to try to go out because it's easy it's not easier but i mean it's it's more work i think on the front end mm-hmm. or is it the back end one way or the other it's more work for the artist but then it also you have more control over it yeah i, I agree with that because i mean that's one thing that i've always wanted to know what goes into saying um it's almost like getting married right mm-hmm. like all right i need the reception hall the dj is this how many you know if we get the open pay for the open bar it's this we're averaging it. i mean and to me that's fun because it's it's almost um analytical so you yeah. can kind of see and it goes like i was actually when i was talking about the stuff that we've we've kind of uh pitched and kicked around for the juice of the morning podcast the flyover media network um it's it's fun because that would take some of the ideas we've had, I think would take advantage of the abilities and the skills that I think you have. I think that AP has, if he has time to help the same, the skills I have. And when it comes to business side of things, like managing people, like I'm, I feel like I do a pretty good job of yeah. that networking with people. For example, um, Brad Riggler was trying to get the timer to work, um, 
on his computer. So he bought like this little circuit board thing, hooked it up. He has a chess clock on his computer so that when a roaster is done, they're going to hit a button and then the other roaster's time will start. And we want it. And what I had told him, like <clears throat> after one of the uh, most recent roast battles, I was like, it'd be cool if the audience can see the time that the roasters have almost like a play clock in sports. And so I was like, so that way they know, cause the roasters should know how much time they have, but the audience should know too. So they can start getting excited as like the time's kind of, you know, ticking down to know that something big's going to be coming hopefully. And so he was trying to program it. And, um, with my network of people, like not to like toot my own horn, but with a network of people I know, I was, he literally texted me a video and he's like, this is what's happening. When I click this button, my computer makes this weird noise like it's disconnecting the USB and it's reconnecting it when I click the other button. And I was like, well, I don't know how to fix that for you because I don't know about computers, but I know a guy, Jesse Riddle, that's been on the Juice of the Morning podcast that does programming for his job. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, do you think you could help him with this? And he reached out to him. Within 20 minutes, Brad sent me another video of it working because they figured out how to do it. And now they're going to use what I suggested, which is an HDMI cord into a big screen, plug it in so that the crowd can see the time. The same thing we do right there. Yep, with exactly. The TV there. The, um, and I got a lot of like... I got a chub out of that, like being able to like help solve a problem. And that's what I think maybe standup comedy is not going to be. I'm not going to be the best comic in the world, but I think when I meet people, network with people, I, I get a good, I'm lucky that my brain recognizes what people are good at. And then when somebody has an issue or somebody needs help with something, I remember immediately this person is good at that. So I'm going to try to pair them with that person. Yeah. The only thing I suggest for the roast battle is, so if there's a tie, mm -hmm. you have a, you have a coin toss and then you have a sun death roast off. Like, I think that'd be great. Well, until somebody can't, no. anything else no just based on crowd reaction yep. so you flip it coin i go first mm -hmm. i have to say something against you yep. you have 10 15 seconds to say something if you miss and the other person gets it it's just sudden death yeah just over that way instead of letting it really go to right. like in another good. minute well if the, i'm talking about if the crowd's really into it yeah. and the crowd can't pick like then it should just be sudden death all right uh ap came and rescued us <laughs> hopefully we've hopefully. got the audio going right now hopefully we'll see i'm glad you got to join for the last like 15 minutes of the podcast right. no, just I, get to a fucking hour and wrap it up I, we're at 53 minutes i'm glad to be here guys no i appreciate it i'm gonna start doing this from now on if we don't use like youtube or anything yeah it, it looks cool right yeah it looks like my heart if you notice uh my little like line is a lot louder than yours bj yeah yeah do you just turn me up or is that just no, the way it is it's um i don't know i it just because i know when i get done with this like i put myself adjustment at 11 i'll put you at like a seven um and then that way it all balances out that way but ap i wanted to tell you guys uh i really enjoyed the smug cast episode oh did you good deal um, good good it was cool to hear you guys <laughs> i feel like it was cool to hear you guys like actually like pumped up and like it's a just a different energy than when you know it's not a negative energy that's calling me BJ's. boring no it's not negative that you're doing the show that you're doing it's just different yeah like in a, in a, i like it i'm no, it was, no, it was refreshing to hear it's absolutely it's absolutely different i mean it's it, it's it was fun to come in and do yeah but 
to get back on that schedule. No, yeah. It's like, like there ain't no fucking way. Dude, it takes a lot of energy, too. Oh, it does, man. It, I, you know, you get done with a show like that, and, I mean, and it was always this way, but, you know, because we do... We, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to say we get crazy, but we do bring a different level of energy to something like that. And you know, to where you're you're on fucking edge the entire time you're doing that show because you're you want to be sharp. You want to come mm-hmm. up with that next good one liner, yep. and when you get done, you're just like, I just want a beer and I want to go the fuck to bed. And then there's times you can go to bed because you're laughing. You have and you have this. You know. Oh yeah. And then there's been times when we did Smutcast. I think I went home and I think I fell asleep to like two thirty in the morning, and I was just like, yep. <laughs> well, it's hard to go to bed when you get jacked up like that. Yeah. At least oh, my opinion no it is and there was a there was a lot of times there i don't know yeah kind of towards the end about the last six months uh, there was a point where my my uh, kids were playing basketball Mm. well those games are on saturdays you know we were doing friday nights well some of those games were like 8 a.m games and And i'm getting home yeah i'm getting home at like one o'clock in the morning and then not being able to actually sleep Mm -hmm. until two two thirty three o'clock in the morning and then i'm getting up at 6 30 to go to a basketball game (laughs) yeah i'm up going to work yeah it was rough It was just brutal. So when we did them on Sundays was probably, you know, as far as that goes, was the best. Because you had all day to recover, you know, calm down. But And I feel like when we started recording at night or whatever, like we would do those special Friday nights if we have a guest. And I feel like those shows were better because we were amped up from the day or we were were pissed off. A little loopy maybe because you're uh, worn out too. And then then you go through and try to do on Sundays. It's like Sundays at one o'clock. And, you know. It's like the day you're off and you just want to relax and. Yeah. Well, and that's what, I mean, the the schedule like that I've talked with BJ about for the Juice of the Morning podcast, I want to go to where, and I don't know if it's going to ever work, but I want to go once a month and just record like three or four hours, like take breaks, but then I'm done for the month and then I can actually enjoy our weekends. Yeah. Well, especially I mean, with a little, with a kid coming too. Like, yeah. I also it's, have talked to Jen. It's definitely going to change <laughs> some yeah. shit. I talked to Jen and like we had a, uh, not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but it was I'm going to have to cut some shit out. Yeah. Is basically what, cause I, and I told her that not, yeah. I'm, I'm preemptively striking. I'm not letting her come at me and tell me I need to cut stuff out. I told her, I was like, I need to change the schedule or I need to cut out some of the hobbies because I know you're not going to be letting me do all the stuff that I do right now when I have the little one there too. No, you're absolutely right. And it's funny that you bring that up because my wife just said the same thing about you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so so Does she tell you to stop shaving your legs. I don't shave my legs. You sure you look at his look at his look at this his. one, dude. That's my numb leg. Hair doesn't grow on that because I got shot. <laughs> that, it's, it's definitely just dead all right through here. That's why there's no hair there. Is that why you shave the other side of the match? I don't shave anything on my legs, man. <laughs> don't be weird. I'm not being weird. I just looked down and saw the glare of the sun. I was like, where's this hair at? No. Because um, I was like, he has a beard. You know, I've seen his, dude, his chest hair. Yeah. Really yeah. Then I look at your legs. I just bought a back blade. Did you? One of those things so <laughs> yeah. I could shave my back myself. I don't have to ask Jen to do it anymore. Yeah. I'll yeah. Just do it, do just, it myself. This way, you just, uh, you'll give up at like 39, 40. Like, I don't care about that. Oh, he'll start to slowly give up once he has the kid <laughs> like i started noticing like i never had skin tags before i found like four and i'm like where did these come dude, from dude i got one right on my nut <laughs> do you? 
not even kidding you, man. I was just one day. I was like, man, what the fuck is this thing? Can you pull them off and not get hurt? No, no. I've you got, can. dude. You I've can. got, I've got one on my nipple. This real tiny one, and it's been there forever, dude. And if you even remotely like try to pinch it, dude, I, it feels like somebody's trying to stab you in the dick. Because I had one come off because I was shaving, didn't see, it, and I just cut it off because oh, I didn't have shit. it. Yeah, you really bled a lot, didn't you? Not really. Really? Uh-huh. They got stuff now where that you can that will you can like put on put it, it on it and it'll yeah and it'll it'll. Come I tried off. it. With I could imagine you putting that on your balls. Oh no, it's just staying there. It's my little buddy. <laughs> I got a can of we can, Robert. I'm gonna try a can of air upside down and freeze it. Oh and pull shit, it. <laughs> dude, those leave a mark for a couple days. Damn. Yeah. Well, anytime you freeze skin, it, it tends to fuck it up. We used to do that when people were on fun, the phone at work and turn upside down, and spray them while they're talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See if they burn their face. No, oh. I wouldn't do it on their face. Oh, okay. That I, mean, do, I didn't know. I would do it on the back of their neck. Oh, uh, okay. And then we even throw, better. We throw cups of water in people's faces while they're on the phone. <laughs> Man, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So, so you, did you do your first show? Your first yeah. comedy show? Well, it was the first uh, paid. Not I didn't get paid, but like people paid to go in. Yeah. And uh, Friday night was the first one. Saturday was the second one. First one, very kind of small crowd, but yeah. uh, it went okay. Yesterday went really well, except for I had about six seconds that I kind of felt like I lost where I was at. Oh yeah. And if that wouldn't have, if I could cut that out, it would have been the best one I've done so far. Yeah. But it was like the twelfth time. Twelfth time I've been on stage because I'm keeping track of every time I go on stage. <laughs> Dates, <laughs> big shit. Was. And then this show, this Saturday, is with Calvin Devon. Yeah, that's, that's the that big one's, one. That one's going to be bigger. And I think I'm going to actually what I what I want to tell you guys and what I've told other people is uh, the bigger the crowd and the bigger the moment has been more relaxing to me. That first show on Friday, I even got up there and I could tell like uh, like I could feel like my voice like was oh, like, yeah. quivering, yeah. and I was like, what? what the hell is happening here? Yeah. I've never had that happen even when I first started. And I think it was, there was two kids in the audience because it was a, it's a family friendly place at Gutty's in Greenwood. It's a dry comedy place. So they don't have beer or alcohol, but they have like snacks, drinks, food, things like that. And you can bring your kids and family. So it's a, it's a clean show, clean show. Yeah. Oh shit. And, uh, I think that's what threw me off was the two kids are in the front fucking row. And I like, I, as soon as I saw the two kids, I was like, not that my, I, I don't think my comedy's inappropriate or anything. I don't yeah. really even say cuss words in most of the stuff that I have. I can, like I can throw them in there to make yeah. it a little bit funnier or whatever. But <clears throat> seeing the two kids, I was like, everything I talk they, about has nothing to do with kids. They're not going to fucking laugh at this and they're not going to care. Or were they just and with their mom? They were with, one was with a dad and the other was with like their grandparents. Oh, uh, they should <laughs> be like, hey, you know what my favorite game was growing up? Hey, when my dad ever going to come back home? <laughs> <laughs> you guys play that? <laughs> but no, that's uh, clean. It well, it was fun. Um, but this one, like I said, this one coming up is going to be probably the biggest one we've I'm done actually so going to Newcastle to watch. Yeah, it's about 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's what's the one this what's the one Saturday then? What's it? Saturday is the Rain Tree one. That's the one in Newcastle. Calvin Devon. Yeah, Calvin uh, Devon. Oh, Brandon got you, Miller. Got you, yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be good. It'll. I think it'll be great actually. How much is it to get in? It's five bucks. Okay. So you're paying for my ticket. I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay your cover. I'm not worried about it. It's part of one of my jokes, man. <laughs> he used my joke and his uh, that I helped him write at his stand up, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. 
That's, it makes two of us have you shit you gave us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Wednesday, uh, we talked about it earlier, and then uh, Wednesday is a kettle, uh, kettle, kettle top. top. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to practice uh, hosting a kettle top again. Um, my actually first paid gig is going to be February 7th. I'm going to be hosting at Level Up in Irvington, which is close to downtown. Uh, by Dallas? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to be ho- uh, hosting that. Um, apparently, I'm going to be asked a lot more of for that show than I am at the Rain Tree show. He's like talking to me about I'm going to have to organize a seating. I got to do the comic meeting. What? Go, but that makes sense because I'm actually getting paid. So oh. I should I should tell him like you know I, I get that. I understand it. But at yeah. the same time I was like I didn't I don't know how to run that like and I'm not going to be able to is pick da- out the order of the comedians. Like, is Darren on that show? I don't know. If he, it, I don't know yet. It's February 7th. Tony Sanders, I believe, which this is all up in the air. So if anybody listening to this gets pissed off at me, I don't really know who's headlining. I just heard that Tony Sanders is going to be headlining. And he's a very hilarious comedian that I just saw recently. So I went to high school with him. Really? I don't know. I went to high school with a kid named Tony Sanders. <laughs> I went with a kid named Floyd Sanders. We, he was a what we call a hood kid. Hood kid. Hood kid. A little hood brat. His dad was a boxer. Oh. Gotcha. And like he was one of those guys that had his heyday, but after the boxing career kind of went like Tyson, like no money. No then he nothing. started beating his kids instead of other so grown he, adults. So he opened up maybe. A, a, so he opened Sorry. up a, a weed resort then, <laughs> right? Yeah, isn't that what Tyson did? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. What is a weed? What? All it's right. a resort where you can smoke weed. No, <laughs> thanks, Caps. Weed resort. <laughs> but who wants to sit around and smoke weed all? I get the whole point of smoking weed. I have no problem with whatever. But my point is, like, after a while, it's like, can we do something else? Well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be where you're just sitting around. I mean, I think. I think it just. Take I think you to it a just, dome for like a laser show. Well, I think it just means that you're <laughs> allowed to smoke it there because yeah. see a lot of a lot of places, even in Colorado, like you're not allowed to do it in public, and that includes like resorts and shit like. I that. I like that dude in in Michigan who in the pizza shop smoking out front of a shop. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I don't. Uh, it says eight feet in front of the doors for cigarettes. I guess blunts don't count. No, he probably does really well at the pizza place, though. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good so dude. was he the owner? Yeah. Okay. He was yeah. in Ann Arbor. Yeah. He doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah, but he, he looked younger than us. What? He's just chilling, man, having I mean, a good time, making pizzas and smoking some blunts. I mean, I, and I bet up there, I mean, I bet it really doesn't take that much to open a pizza shop. Yeah, it's right on Stadium Drive, pretty close to the, the college, so. Um, it's, yeah, it's a prime location right there. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I didn't ask him a whole lot of questions because I was like, I didn't want to sit around. Like, when someone else is getting high and you're talking to him and you're not getting high and it's like, eh, does he want to get high with you? Do I offer? You know, oh, yeah. it's just that weird, awkward conversation that you have with somebody. I just always make it more awkward and tell them that I don't smoke weed and then they're like okay I'm a, I'm a narc actually and then they, that's what they started like they yeah. start looking at you like you're gonna tell on them or something yeah. like you, you call some, the cops get some coke uh, uh, no I mean in your pizza shop you're getting coca-cola <laughs> like yeah it's in the back in, in drums <laughs> no I just think it's hilarious this we're Indiana is gonna be the last state to get it surpassed um, and, and, and I'm hoping they pass it so we can get the potholes fixed, like I said before. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the, the biggest, the biggest hurdle that Indiana has is that it will always be a red state. Right. Um, and I, I think it, if we can, if, if Indiana could get somebody 
in as governor who is a little more uh, libertarian thinking. Right. You know, I mean, still kind of has that but you know, fiscally conservative thing. Um, Ohio usually went red too, though. Yeah, but Ohio's a little bit more of a liberal state. I mean, Ohio even has. Uh, I mean, they have. I mean, they have legal kratom. I mean, right. Indiana doesn't even have that. Yeah, because they know Ohio's suppressing the living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but if I mean, if we could get somebody in that was a little, little more liberal, it would be okay. But still, the problem is, if if Indiana legalizes it, um, like we still can't smoke it. Right. Because we just actually are, because like part of the company that I work for um, full time, you know, my full time job, not the real estate, um, we have a bunch of um, locations in Illinois. Right. Well, they just went, they just went recreational right. January 1st. And a memo came out Friday uh, from the, I don't know, head safety guy, or yeah. I don't know what the fuck he is. He's an asshole, whatever it is, um, <clears throat> saying that regardless of Illinois law, uh, company policy still states that uh, you are not allowed to have any kind of drug in your system. THC, you know, went on to list all about it and uh, said that. So if if someone is to test positive, you know, it, it is in your right as an employer to, you know, either get them help, uh, fire them or in some way discipline them. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the company I work for does a lot of that drug testing stuff. And there was somebody that came from Colorado to help out their company or whatever with opening a new location. Somebody ratted on them because they said their hotel room smelled like marijuana. They came in to get drug tested at our company. And the guy was like, this is bullshit. Like it's legal in our state. And it was like, but it's not, you sign a contract to work for a company and in their handbook, it says that you're not allowed to smoke. So yeah, sorry about you. Well, and to that, uh, there, I think uh, I want to say, I want to say it's been three States it may have only been two. No, I think it's three. Three of the states that have recreational. I know one of them is Nevada for sure, um, but they've made it a state law that says that an employer cannot test you for uh, cannabis. Right. My wife actually works in HR, and she's saying that that's going through a whole big thing in the HR community because some companies are testing for it. Like other companies are getting pressure to like not test for it. Yeah. So I've even seen some companies come in and they have like a panel of drugs that they test for, but they don't test for THC. So yeah. they test for everything else, yeah. but THC. Well, and I tried to explain it to uh, my uncle, which he's, um, he's, I don't want to say he's a higher up, but he's kind of a higher up uh, at a company. And, um, it's kind of like the company that I work for and uh, they do randoms and I, I was we, he was sitting there telling me about we were talking about it on vacation and he's telling me about oh we will bust this person this you know we can do that you know I was like look I was like you're only testing for one thing mm-hmm. he's like no 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 we're testing for everything and I was like no you're not I said because a smart person knows that they can do whatever drug they want to do on Friday night and come Monday it ain't going to be in right. your system. There's only one drug that will stay in your system longer than 36 hours, and that's pot. 
It's the only one. I said, so you can't, I said, so you're, I said, you can sit here and tell me that you're testing for all this shit, but unless you're testing them on Saturday, I was like, you're not going to, you're not going to pop a smart employee who likes to get high. You're You're not going to pop that person. You're going to get rid of the dumbasses. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And which is, which is completely fine, you know? And he was like, well, not if I come right out to their equipment and, and do it on the spot. And I was like, you're still only testing for one thing. Right. I was like, other than that, it's a dumb employee and fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, And if you're in, it depends on if you're the owner of the place like you technically have to use a third party facility if not then a employee could be like hey like you know like this yeah. this was not done right like i had three randoms in one year my last job and i was like i don't use drugs so why do why do i keep getting randoms for and i was getting pissed oh, off about it dude i got tested um what was it 18 times in I think it. I think it was like a twenty-four month period, or it was a twelve-month period. Yeah. No, it wasn't twelve. Actually, it was a. Uh, it was. Um, it was eighteen times in twenty-four months. Jesus. At one point in time, and I actually got tested three times in thirty days at one point. Because I well, one of them was because I cut my arm open. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand that if you get hurt at work and you know, liability issues and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just feel like people are. If you're going to give what you're supposed to do, where you used to work, if you got hurt, you're supposed to take them right away to get. Yeah, we have yeah. we have to. Yeah, you you get taken immediately. Yep. But a random, they gave you 24 hours. That's um, interesting because a lot of randoms they give you like hour and a half or it's got to be done by that end of that business day well i i would say i'm like so you i go and i was like they're like well you need to go today i was like i have no one here to cover the store after the deliveries are you gonna come to them they're like no and i'm like well i'll fucking go tomorrow yeah when our we used to up till about two years ago they used to bring the piss wagon as we called it mm-hmm. to our to our location and you like tested they, there about an hour before you were getting tested like somebody would holler at you and say hey then you know they're gonna be here in a little bit I need you to come up here like all right yeah and if and if you couldn't go you had to sit in the trailer with them until you thought you could yep people have to so do that stupid. yeah people have to do that in my company yeah you get three hours yeah because uh physically <clears throat> physically if you drink 40 ounces of 40 ounces of water you should have to pee in a 3 hour period and if you can't there there's even another protocol that you go through where they have to talk with the physician because the physician can say well this person has like a kidney issue or something like that yeah so i can actually like let them pass that three hours but if it's a certain type of test they can't leave the building they actually still have to like you have to extend the time and just let them still sit well there's certain there's certain people you walk in there and your penis just doesn't want to work have you seen some of the people that work in some of these places yeah yeah like the, <laughs> the last one i had she looked like and and i was she was like i was like are you do you have to be in here with me she's like no i was like do you want to be <laughs> <laughs> creeping her out huh oh yeah she was like she was like two bills it's fine now nice. I, Ooh. I would have took her down <laughs> had her face down the toilet big game hunting <laughs> well right. she just looked like she did not want to be there whatsoever right she's like just go back here and pee and i was like are you not going to watch me i was like do i have to do this thing no no and i'm like Well, most, like, I would say 90%, 95% drug screens, they don't expect you to be observed. Certain places I've heard of, like, yeah. It's just just the type. Like, for example, the regulated ones, if you drive, like, a truck or you transport people, um, those don't have to be observed unless somebody comes out and it's out of temperature. Then they have to go directly back in, and you have to observe them. Well, I I still pull my pants down to my ankles and take my shirt off. Oh, also, yes, also return to work. So if they're, like, off 
of work because of injury and they are going back to work you have to observe too because they have more time to i think prepare a fake sample um reasonable suspicion a lot you have to observe those i hate that's one of my there for about six months weekly there was a guy that you know it was random throughout the week but it was going to be monday through friday i didn't know when it was going to be but he'd be there right when we opened our doors and i had to observe him pee because there was no other males at the clinic at that time and it has to be a male if it's a male if it's a female it's got to be a female and uh Every time it, I started my day off at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, just looking at this guy's dick. And then he would tell me he couldn't pee and he'd wait three hours cause he's getting paid on the clock for three hours. And then, oh, he, would, shit. then he would be like, all right, I can go. <laughs> and then I would go and stare at his dick again. So let me, so let me ask the, the obvious question here. <clears throat> Have you developed any like pee fetishes? <laughs> no, actually, it's the opposite. It's uh, <laughs> don't ever want to see it. Don't even really like watching myself pee. To be honest yeah. with you, see, uh, I, I used to have. I had a buddy um, that I used to pass a piss test for every year. Um, but he, they, they would get a letter in the mail and said, "You have thirty days to do this test." That's crazy that they give him thirty. Yeah, days. and that's unions for you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he would call me up because he knew. I, I mean, I've been clean for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, he, he would come like to work one morning and I would just take like a Gatorade bottle, you know, wash it out, piss in it. And then he would take it and he used to just put it in a bottle and strap it to his leg yeah. and then get the, um, oh, the Thermacare. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the back Hand wrap. I, well, no, it's it's like the back okay. wrap where it'll strap to you. Yeah. It was like it was the only one that would actually keep it at like 98.6 degrees and he would strap it to the inside of his leg and he would go go in and he'd open it up pour it in there put it back and he would pass his piss test every year yep dude i had a kid that uh i went to high school with and his dad was in a union and his dad used to he would the kid would pee for his dad (laughs) yeah and uh we used to always like because in high school we we smoked and like we were all on the football team everybody like partied and had a good time and it was this one kid we would always like offer it to him and he's like nah man i gotta pee for my dad yeah i was like that's gotta be like one of the most at the time it was just kind of funny but like when you look back on it as an adult you're probably like that's probably pretty scarring oh yeah you're oh yeah pissing for your dad to keep his job could you imagine if he did piss there is that they lose your job he loses his house and it's all because of the kid dude I, I can't tell you how many times i've had to piss in a visine bottle for people oh my god i can't every time i tell you, i have to take that uh piss test for the doctor i gotta do it in february or whatever every time i take it i'd be like i don't know if i'm good or not even though i know i'm good yeah just because you never know you, yeah, know, you just yeah. never know what can happen. And the doctor's office is funny. They're supposed to be testing you for what's in your system. And it's like, yeah, go in the room and just put it in there. And they just joke about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And now I remember, and I was like, so what can I not test positive for? He's like, well, just make sure. Because it measures your milligrams of medicine you take, right? Yeah. And like, he wasn't too much on weed. He's like, I really look for like Coke and crack and yeah. PCP. And I'm like, Jesus. He's like, he's like, he had one of those people come in and like test positive for Coke. <laughs> he's like, yeah, because with their DA license and it, they're just like getting worse and worse now because insurances don't want to cover certain medicines. Oh, anymore. Yeah. You know why? Because a new medicine just came out that helps with opiate addiction and it was created by a pharmaceutical company. So now we got them hooked on it. Now we have a new way to make money the other way. Right. And it's not some Yeah, it. It's the same company too. Yep. Is it? Yeah. 
the same company that pumped them out. Yeah. Same company. Hey, we have a cure now. Isn't it? Isn't it the company that made um, oxycotton? I, th- I might have been. That was pretty pharma. I know that. Yeah. Well, they filed bankruptcy to protect against having to pay out. So if that's the case, who owes me money for my opiate addiction? Because they put me on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call like class the, action next lawsuit. time at three in the morning. Be like, hey, you can check my 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 chart. I've been on them for eleven years. Yeah. Where's my money at? <laughs> I'll get checked for like two dollars and seventy six cents after they settle for like 10 billion dollars yeah because there's that many people that are hooked on (laughs) and you get a check and you get a check so all right 2020 is going to be a exciting year i hope we're all here at the end of 2020 um that's not ominous that's just positive (laughs) it it did sound kind of ominous a little bit like uh, all three of us you you never know the three chance that uh one of us is you never know who's going to quit podcasting or start a new podcast or or whether all of a sudden now you want to be a Median, and also next you're gonna become want to become a pilot because you can't stand to be at home with your wife and kids and so you're, you're trying to do something that you can get out of the house i can't i can't hear you babe i'm in the i'm in the plane no uh it's not, yeah. that's not the plane it's just me motorboating some chicks too <laughs> no i am looking forward to 2020 though uh this is the first episode in the news in the studio since the year has changed and the program's still running fine now this is horseshit hey it's good ap came in he helped yeah. it out how long how long we've we been it's going only been going time? for like 15 minutes though so it's is probably it? about to do it right now no it did it after seven minutes last uh, time okay. remember it kept That's doing right. it That's yep. right. so but he deleted the other programs and so we should be good but um uh, what else do we got I mean, you got the flyover media. So, who all is on there right now? Because you added some stuff. So, I haven't. Well, oh yes. So on Tuesdays now, Tina and Doe show will be out every Tuesday. That is Armando and Tina. Have You've they heard? put it out on the the web already? Yeah, it's it's can out. I subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe now. It's just not on Apple yet. They're waiting for their Apple approval. So they yeah, haven't really had they haven't really have had a launch date yet. Right. Um, so that's on Tuesdays. We have movie review on Wednesdays. Uh, we have my uh, my show on Monday, and then we have Calvin Devon fly, uh, off the cuff on thir- Thursdays. So we still have a Friday slot open. Slide on in. I could always just change mine to that if you want. What Friday? Fridays. No, you can stay on Mondays. <laughs> I mean, we're putting the same show out that we did now on both our channels <laughs> just because I don't feel like dealing just with to the, save time. That and the, yeah, because I thought, well, we'll bust this down an hour, then I'll bust mine out. And he got here and I'm like, dude, let's just put it all together. Yep. I it's have a to crossover do, episode. I still, oh, yeah. I still have to do movie review tonight. <clears throat> well, we'll know then if it actually works or not. <laughs> yeah, that's it started um, when we did movie review last Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday we did it. Yeah. And then Tina and Doe were here. So, I mean... But we have a technical advisor in uh, AP. Yep. <laughs> so it goes me, then AP, and then Ryan Powell. There you go. That's that's the steps that it goes to. All right. Well, I've got the show at Rain Tree Inn on January 11th. I've got the roast battle January 30th, where I'm going to destroy Dustin, dude. I've got so much stuff written. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of help too, and I know he's going to come at me with like jokes about getting help from people. But I've just been doing the right thing. I'm uh, coming for the win. And then uh, February 7th is another show that I got. So he he sent me a message. He said he was like, "You ever notice that Juice looks like a step built like a stepmom?" Built like a stepmom. Yeah, you have the skinny legs and you have this weird torso working up. Nah, that's weak. He can he he needs to go back to the drawing board on that one because <laughs> he looks like a weeble wobble because he won't fall down. 
a weeble wobble. <laughs> Do you guys, I, I just think oh, at, by, at the end, I think they're going to have a moment where they just look deep in each other's eyes and they have a passionate kiss. I'm just oh, really I, hoping that my school stuff is not offensive to the crowd. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can it be worse than what I said? <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not repeat that one. Which one? Any of them. All right. <laughs> one, 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 one specific. I told Ro- I said it to Roller when I was down there in the studio, and he was like, ha, that's funny. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. Well, I, I used to stick with <laughs> Yeah, because we went down to real fast, yeah, Flavor Media. We went to the shows, but real fast, Ailman Brewing. We went down to that the launch down there in Seymour at Pizza Palace. That's cool. It was cool. awesome. Got to see Bo Hall. Um, got to see a bunch of people. So shout out to Josh Barry. Am uh, I ever gonna meet Bo Hall? He follows me on all like all social media. We interact back and forth, but I've never even seen his face. I stole his phone when we I've were only been in, I've only seen him I've only been with him once in person. He he's here, he's right? very active on social yeah. media. Oh yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out what he even looks like. Um, I don't even know. I mean, we just normal. Because I think I think we're even on Facebook. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I've even looked at his pictures. I like how he says, "Hey, man." I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. He was down there. He was down there with his girlfriend, um, very nice lady. Um, and then Brower was down there. Mom was down there. Hashtag Craig was down there. So it was a good time. And they have a pizza buffet. Mm. Mm. It's so scrumptious. Mm. Pizza w- warm in my mouth. Mm, I like that. That's all that I got for 2020. Uh, it'll probably just be all downhill from here. <laughs> 2020 will be good. Oh, by the way, go Eagles. They're going to lose, dude. They're going to lose tonight. You've been losing your whole life. <laughs> you just take victory. You take solace and victory of from other people. Oh, I'll, I'll keep doing that. You're successful by association. <laughs> you know what that's called? being married yeah <laughs> my wife does well <laughs> my wife. damn it the fucking saints lost uh it's good though because it was the under and i've got I a know, four team parlay i had a, I had a three Unders all of the games Wait, are, you betting, are you betting now oh yeah i had a three and i bet that was that this was the last one and i bet the over 49 yep. and a half i just need seattle to pull it out like seattle and uh you guys Eagles. all fucking degenerates now dude i'm bad yeah. i woke up at like four in the morning the other day and put in some bets because i was pissed that i lost three bets Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw $2 here, $2 there, $5 here, 10 bucks here. Jesus. <laughs> See, what's the only, only thing I do is just supersize all my meals. <laughs> That's where my money goes. Like, if, do, uh, there's no way that I'm smarter than Vegas. <laughs> there's no way. I went on a little run where I got up to like 200 bucks and I put in 20 and I withdrew the 200 and I've lost ever since then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I put in another 20, lost everything I put in since then. See, I put in I put in 50 starting out just to, and I actually put it on betrivers.com instead of the, the Is that app. good? I, I switched to FanDuel. Yeah. I use um, DraftKings and FanDuel because I'm an extra degenerate and I'm my wife's older brother is real big into gambling he's like you got to have both because he's like some sports books have better odds than the other so you, if you put money on this one and you look at this one it's better odds use that yeah. one i'm like all right uh, Dude, now I, i'm I just, all sucked in i ended up going to fanduel just because it was easier to have it all in one yep. place because with the other you had to have a geolocator and then you had to go to the website and do it there was oh, no wow. app yeah so i eventually just i just went to fanduel like uh like a week week ago yeah, i'm using DraftKings and fanduel this yeah. is why i don't play fantasy football way too much stuff to keep up with 
<laughs> yeah, way. but it makes it like I said, it makes games super exciting, though. I don't even watch football. I know it sounds weird. I know a lot about it because I keep up. I with wish it, I would have had it. money in my bank to bet because I was gonna bet Tennessee, but since I had already put in so many other bets, I didn't have any more money in there, so I couldn't. I couldn't justify adding funds to my account to bet on that one. But yeah. I was gonna bet the money line Tennessee. Dude, we we had a bet. Um, that was a it was a four four player parlay uh, to score two touchdowns, and we put uh, two dollars and fifty. Me and the guy at work did. We put two dollars and fifty cents down to win seventy three thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> he probably had like. <laughs> Fifteen thousand to one odds or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy <laughs> what the odds were. No, that's great though. I mean it's uh I mean you don't realize I just wish you guys had to deal with bookies. I just want to see when you guys not pay back your bookie. Yeah. <laughs> well with the the app you can't not pay them. Yeah, you they just take it out immediately. Out of your bank account. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas I mean, like I said, is is someone said the other day too. Oh what the fuck? So I was watching this whatever I stumbled across it. This guy said every weekend he has seven figures going through the games. Jesus Christ. And that's how he makes his living. He's like, yeah, I always have seven figures in play. He goes, you know, because I have employees. I have to pay this person for this, this person for this. He's like, I have around seven figures. In like a sports book type guy? Yeah. He plays like an odds maker? No, he just it's just him betting on the games. Because there are odds makers that do that where they, I mean, they just have tons of money in it, but they're also, they're the ones making the odds. They're the ones determining the lines with all their spreadsheets. And it's a lot of math. I'm not, I'm not good at that. No, put it paste, put an algorithm. We'll go from yep. there. So, uh, look for this show on um, uh, coming out on. Uh, thanks for joining us on a Monday. Um, we just got off on that one. Um, AP and Justin are going through and making sure they're. Bets I can't are even okay. get on the fucking app right now. <laughs> it won't even oh. let me on. Too but, much traffic on it. Yeah. But uh, thank, thanks for joining us as always. Yeah, it's, appreciate it. It's been great having you here. Justin, good to see you thanks as always. Thanks for helping out, BJ. AP, thanks for showing up. Yeah. And, uh, Glad we, it's still running. Yeah. We will see you next week, kids. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email is the BJ Robbins Project at gmail.com. Facebook is BJ Robbins. Twitter is at the BJ Robbins. Instagram is BJ underscore Robbins. And Snapchat is the BJ Robbins. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to one of those platforms so we can make that happen. Thank you.